I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. to the republic for which it stands under God indivisible with liberty and justice for all. We are both right now drinking our Cardi Miracle, which is, uh, and we both prefer it with a little bit more water. So and I'm almost done with mine, but this was full. It was full. Um, and it's one scoop twice a day in distilled water. It is important to put it in distilled water. I put mine in spring water. Spring water will work too. Don't use I just not tap water. water. I it don't defeats the water. whole purpose. Really? I like mine. And I, I actually, when I get about halfway through this, you I add more, more water to it and I drink it all day. Um, it's, literally every vitamin and mineral that you need at even more than what the you know government recommends right and your body just anyway. expels what you don't need your yeah. body will not absorb it it's like once it reaches the limit you'll find that you go pee more right mm -hmm. what were your symptoms before oh i was i would get short of breath going from the kitchen to my bedroom i was working from home eight hours a day and i there were many many days that I did not make it through a whole shift because I was dizzy. I was nauseous. I was shorter, like shorter breath to the point, which is what I think was causing my dizziness because I wasn't getting enough oxygen. I felt terrible, like almost all the time. And I went through that for about a year before mm -hmm. we started doing this cardio miracle in February. And it really has made a difference. And it's Hey, every there. day, seriously, start really, your day. What it is. It's like really, start your really day have with to. cardio miracle. Go to defiantmiracle.com. It's our affiliate link. Use promo code Defiant. If you sign up for the subscribe and save, then you get oh, that's so helpful. An additional to order it. Yeah, ten percent off, and then they just send it to you every month. All right. So, uh, Cardi Miracle, get yes. yours today. DefiantMiracle.com. Promo code Defiant. It's time to resist. They can't arrest us all, and they can't keep all your kids home from school. They can't keep every government building closed. We don't have to accept the mandates, lockdowns, and harmful policies of the petty tyrants and feckless bureaucrats. We can simply say no, not again. 
The only way to stop these mandates is to refuse to comply. Refuse to show vaccine passports. Refuse to wear a mask. Refuse to stay at home. We will not comply with Fauci. We will not comply with Joe Biden. And we will not comply with authoritarian governors. I am not going to comply. This ends now. Christ is my commanding officer. The Holy Bible is my code of conduct. Faith, prayer, and the Word are my weapons of warfare. I have been taught by the Holy Spirit, trained by experience, tried by adversity, and tested by fire. I am a volunteer in this army. I am enlisted for eternity. I will not get out, sell out, be talked out, or pushed out. I am a soldier. I am not a baby. I do not need to be pampered, petted, primed up, pumped up, picked up, or pepped up. Because I am a soldier. No one has to call me, remind me, write me, visit me, entice me, or lure me. Because I am a soldier. No one has to send me flowers, gifts, food, cards, candy, or give me handouts. I do not need to be cuddled, cradled, cared for, or catered to. I am committed. I am a soldier. I cannot be discouraged enough to turn me aside. I cannot lose enough to cause me to quit. I will win. I am more than a conqueror. I will always triumph. I can do all things through Christ which strengthen me. Devils cannot defeat me. People cannot disillusion me. Weather cannot weary me. Sickness cannot stop me. Battles cannot beat me. Money cannot buy me. Governments cannot silence me. And hell cannot handle me. I am a soldier. Even death cannot destroy me, for when my commander calls me from this battlefield, he will promote me to captain and then allow me to rule with him. I am a soldier in the army. I am marching. I am claiming victory. I will not give up. I will not turn around. I am a soldier. dream the other night. I didn't understand. A figure walking through the mist with a rifle in his hand. His clothes were torn and dirty as he stood there by the bed. He took off his three-cornered hat and speaking low, he said, We fought a revolution to secure your liberty. 
We wrote the Constitution as a shield from tyranny. For future generations, this legacy we gave to make you the land of the free and home of the brave. The freedoms we secured for you, we thought you'd always keep. But tyrants labor endlessly while your parents were asleep. Now your freedom's gone. Your courage is lost. You're no more than a slave in your land of the free and home of the brave. You buy permits to travel, permits to own a gun, permits to start a business or build a place for one. On land you think you own, you pay your yearly rent, but you don't have a voice in saying how that money's spent. Now your children attend a school that doesn't educate, and your Christian values can't be taught according to the state. You read about your current news in a regulated press and pay more taxes than you owe to that thing called IRS. Your money's no longer made of silver or gold. You trade your wealth for paper so your life can be controlled. And you pay for crimes that make your nation turn from God in shame. Now you've taken Satan's number and traded in your name. You give your government control to those who could do you harm so they could padlock churches and steal the family farm and keep the nation deep in debt while putting men of faith in jail and then harass your fellow countrymen while your corrupt courts prevail. Your public servants don't uphold the solemnest they've sworn. And now your daughters visit doctors so their children won't be born. You send guns and artillery to foreign shore and then you send your youth to slaughter fighting other people's wars. Could you regain the freedoms for which we fought and died or have you lost your courage and your faith to stand with pride? Are there no more values for which you fight to save? Or do you wish your children to live in fear and be a slave? And people of this republic, it's time to rise and take a stand. Defend the Constitution, the supreme law of your land. Preserve your great republic and every God-given right. And let us pray to God to keep that torch of freedom burning bright. to recruit for a militia? God save King George! Broadcasting live and live to Patriot Control of America. You're listening to the Patriot Party Podcast. Now on the show, the chair is against the wall. The muskrat jumps over the berm. This is your last chance. After this, there is no turning back. You take the blue pill. The story ends. You wake up in your bed and believe whatever you want to believe. You take the red pill. You stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. 
Remember, all I'm offering is the truth, nothing more. I'm a real wild one, wild one, wild one, wild one, wild one. to another edition of the patriot party podcast i am the mick and with me again of course is my much better beloved better half v lynn hello patriots uh, what's up fuckers mm. hi day how was your day babe? it was good i planted carrots you know um that- pn sent me some pictures of carrots i know huge um, i know fucking carrots. she used my method she used some electroculture yep 
Mm. So, and I did too. So, you know, that, that oval metal bed that I have out that I had planted potatoes in last time. Mm -hmm. Um, so I refilled it with compost and put an electrical antenna in the North end and, uh, planted carrots. But the thing is I found the best way to do carrots is like you put, you know, the compost in and then you take a stick, just, I actually took one of those big orange sticks, you know, the like flag sticks kind of a thing. And you put it where you're going to put your, Oh, you mean the ones you stole from my golf bag? Totally. The, my um, aiming sticks. Yeah. Thanks. Yep. You got it. Um, they were like four ninety five at home Depot, by the way. Perfect. So you can pick up more, no problem. So, so can you, <laughs> so, uh, but you put that where you're going to put your carrot seed and you like kind of roll it around to make a circle. Right. And then you fill that with, um, like seed starter mix and then put your carrot seed in there so that, that all of that soil is going to be already loosened up for your carrot to grow down and it won't be, it won't, won't be a sperm. Correct. It won't catch on anything. Pack. So, yeah. So I planted carrots and uh, I set up a soaker hose in the pepper garden, which it is very happy. And yeah, you know, yeah. Good Fun stuff. stuff. Fun Good stuff. stuff. Yep. Fun you stuff. know, worked in the garden today. It was hot as hell. It was warm today. Yeah, it really was. It was warm. And look, I got a t I got my t-shirts in. You did? Yeah. Like oh, electroculture freedom gardens. I like it. Yep. So electrofreedom.com. Where those where'd you get those from? Uh spot. They're on the Patriot Party oh. podcast. So they're on the Patriot Party so you, you, you website. Like, didn't even get me one, huh? Did wow. you want one? Well, I mean, With the pink and the purple and the blue. Well, I don't know about the pink, purple, and the blue, but the black, a black background would have been badass with that too. But it's all, it's this, these colors. I don't care about the colors. Okay. All right. Well, I'll get you one. The black background would have been badass. Okay. Just saying. I got you. Anyway. anyway. Anywho. I did get you a bumper sticker for your truck, though. Oh, yeah. Cause I just, <laughs> I needed another one on the back. I know. The rest of my two one file. Only you old core army vets will know what I'm fucking talking about when I said that. I just showed you my age, by the way, in case you were wondering how old I was. Every, except I think everybody knows how old I am. So it really doesn't matter. Anyway, uh, you're dirt old. Yeah. Shit kind of went uh, backwards and crazy today. Um, That's still quiet, calm. Not no, it is, on. but it, it went backwards and crazy, not for us, but for liberals all amongst and around. Um, I did hear some scary shit today, which really worries me. And I think it's like the third clip I sent you today. And I sent you about 60 out of the, yeah, I was going to say that I sent you, but this was like the third or fourth clip out of the ones I sent you. This should be, um, I, I got a text message today. I wanted to read this because when I start getting shit like this, I start to get a little worried. Not third from the bottom, third from the top, right? Yeah. It would have been early in the day. Yeah. Um, it would have been um, Mike Big Johnson. Big Mike. Yeah. The, the Israel bill? Yes. Yes. Pull that up. So I got this text message today and I wanted to read it to y'all because this is just crazy. I used to be on the, um, on the RNC mailer and i guess they just never got rid of my name anyway it says hello this is big mike johnson um uh, it is humbling for me to tell you that i was elected speaker of the house by my republican colleagues serving as your speaker is an honor of my lifetime and i vow to work with with 
with you. Oh, I got that. Tooth and nail every day to defeat the radical left and save America we both love. No gimmicks, no games, no empty promises. But there's a hard truth. Joe Biden and the Democrats are fully committed to destroying the slim House majority that we have. They have smashed every single fundraising record. Okay. Every single fundraising record. And it's not enough money to smear us every swing of the seat of the map. I don't tell you this lightly. I know it's what's going to, I know you know, you can see what's going to happen. So as your new speaker, I am partnering with the majority leader, Steve Scalise, to personally ask you if you could come up and chip in for a few bucks by midnight tonight to save our conservative house majority. Yeah. Big Mike. Not when. Justin, House Republicans have released their Israel aid bill. We haven't closed the border. Nope. We haven't released a new aid bill to the people of Maui or East Palestine, for that matter. But Israel is getting $14.3 billion. But if it's passed in its current form, it'll be offset with $14.3 billion in cuts to the IRS. Why don't we just offset everything by cutting the IRS in full? Well, yeah, actually... My question is this, is this one, when I saw this come out, it did come from Nick Snorter. I, I, I get some of his stuff. He's not bad. Um, he's a good dude to subscribe to. If you've never linked into with him, he actually just reports the news. He doesn't give you a swing. He doesn't give you anything on it. He just says, is this acceptable in a way? Yes. I'm okay with that. Because they are taking back from the 84 fucking million agents or 84, uh, whatever whatever it was, 840 agents that they were looking to hire for the IRS. Absolutely. I'm cool with that. However, does this curb government? Where are we curbing government spending? That is my concern. When I see you doing shit like this, this is great smoke and mirrors, shell games. It's wonderful. Shell games. It's already appropriated money. You're not giving that back to the American people. That's my issue with it. Is it okay? That's on the rest of us to decide. We're going to decide that when we vote. Is that enough? No. No, Leo. Mick was not off work today. No, you can do more. You can do a lot more. So... So what is the biggest thing that I learned something really important over the weekend? And should we maybe, hold on before you? No, 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 no. We need to start right here. So this came okay. out this morning before you continue. Mm-hmm. This came out this morning. In. Oh, that was the playbook thing for the money. Where the hell is it? There it is. There it is. The Wall Street. Journal and their opinion column. One of the big stories. Biden's only salvation is a new vice president. You don't say. Um, wait a minute. I, I got a question for you all. I, I mean, I know I'm schooled in it, so I saw it. I called it three years ago. Did I not say almost more than three and a half years ago when Joe picked... Kamala Harris to be his running mate. Did I not say you weren't, we weren't on the air then. So they wouldn't know. Oh, true. Sorry. It'll be three years in December. It will be. No, we were on, we were Mm -hmm. on babe. We were on December 15th of 2020 was our very first episode. True. Anyway, Mm -hmm. I did say when I 
when he picked Kamala Harris, I told her when he picked Kamala Harris, I said, wow, this is a scapegoat. Watch, watch. Here we are four years later. What's a scapegoat? Biden's only salvation is a new vice president. The obvious solution for Joe Biden is to get a new vice president. No offense to Kamala Harris, who, for all we know, may be super competent at everything except the parts of the job the public can see. Oh, that's pretty scorching. In the best circumstances, she'd be the wrong vice president for now. Too domestic, too tick punchy, too ticket punchy for a country facing internal dangers and a superannuated or um, a superannuated president. You saw. Uh, this week, the inevitability that must follow a vacuum exists president uh, with when a president in Mr. Biden's age shows it. Barack Obama filled it. What president doesn't return his home slate after his term and give his successors an elbow room in D.C.? Mr. Obama does it. His mansion, eight million dollars and Camaro Circle is right down the road from 1600 president, uh, uh, whatever, Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, it's just say. part of it. And not to include Kamala Harris just sucks. How do we know this? Watch Literally this. and figuratively. Now, mind you, I was going to say, I learned something very important this weekend. I learned that Joe Biden is unalive. Mm. Why do I say that? Here's, here's why. Because Camel Toe told us so. Unalive. We were talking to some Democratic donors. Uh -huh. And they have told us that should something befall President Biden, and he is not able to run, mm -hmm. that there would be a free-for-all for who would run as president. You are in the spot that that would be unnatural for you to step up, but we're hearing from donors that they would not naturally fall into line. Why is that? Well, first of all, I'm not going to engage in that hypothetical. Because Joe Biden is very much alive and running for re-election. So but you do are. know, I mean, that is a concern and, and a legitimate concern, I would say. I hear from a lot of different people, a lot of different things. But let me just tell you, I'm focused on the job. I truly am. Our democracy is on the line, Bill. And I frankly, in my head, do not have time for parlor games. When we have a president who is running for re-election election so but you do know that hypothetical because joe biden is very much alive and running for re-election because joe biden yeah. is very much alive See, and running for re-election this is the problem that means he's dead he didn't ask her do you believe joe biden's alive or dead he didn't ask that question he said if something were if to happen something joe. were to happen joe biden is very much what do you mean wait a minute he's dead he is unalive he is not. He's been unalived. I, I did that for a time He's being in my unalived. life. I yes. was unaliving people yep. everywhere. Yep. I was granting them the skill of unaliving. You're pretty good at it, too. Yeah. They'd only let me go back to it. You know, bastards. We will eventually. Do you want to watch the whole thing, all 15, 13 minutes? I don't know about that. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's how, a many, rough. how many more of Camel do we have? I think just she's rough. That whole interview was rough last night. I watched it. You didn't miss anything. She didn't say anything that was outrightly stupid other than that. And she didn't say anything that was 
stupendous or glorious. It was all pretty much fucking stupid. It was the same shit over and over again. Rehashed questions that they asked Joe Biden that he's had to, she had time to rehearse and prepare for. Here you go. What's the message to Iran? Don't. As President Biden said, just don't. Exactly. One word. Pretty straightforward. What's the message? What does that mean? Message to Iran. Don't. What does that mean? What does that mean? Don't what? You're the second national leader that sat on TV and said, don't. Don't what? You just tried to kill a bunch of our soldiers and you all didn't see fit to go back after them until almost a week later. Kind of like everything else in this administration, a week late for everything. Money, train wrecks, fires. And it doesn't matter if the fire's on the mainland or in Hawaii. These dumbasses would be late for their own funerals. As will I be. Well, that's just because of you. I know. President Biden is a leader with a vision for our future. He has the ambition to meet the challenges of the moment here and around the globe. And he has the courage and skill to lead us forward, including on AI. President Biden is a- what? What? He's dead. On and AI? He, what the fuck is she? I don't even know what. All right. This video is she's obviously a, really bad, but she looks like she's, she's demonically possessed right now. She's an automaton. Seriously. I'm dead serious. There's no other ex explanation. Or he is. He could be. He's just standing there with his hands covered. Balchinian. I wonder why Peter Griffin decided to start playing him. Jim Carrey got AIDS. What happened? I mean, somebody's been playing games. Here, this is gross, but here's here's how they do it. Here's what? what here's how, who does what? How they make the clones. Oh, they're clones. The clones. The clones. The clones. Thank you guys. Hello, gentlemen, and welcome to Psychoset. Can I answer any questions? Well, we're a company that produces 100% organic human sleeves. You're probably wondering what's a human sleeve. Well, if you gather around, I can let you know what we do here in full details. So, here at Psychoset, we've been able to achieve true immortality by taking your human consciousness and storing it on a device called a portable stack. It's implanted in the base of your neck and it collects and stores everything that makes you you. Every memory, every emotion, every sensation, everything you've ever experienced gets stored on this little device. You can see it here on the screen that's about to come up. You guys just follow me. All the information is stored on this device and can be digitally transferred from one city that you currently occupy into the sleeve of your choosing. Sleeves are basically human bodies we grow in our lab. They're organically real. Bones, tissue, organs, everything. These are the best bodies you'll ever have, period. Nothing can hurt these bodies, but they are human. So if something were to happen to them, you can always change them out for a new one. That's why it says immortality becomes non-existent. Because you can be 50 in one body and change to the next body. You're as young as you feel. You come this way, David's going to show you some 2018 models that you can choose from. Well, okay, you can choose which sleeve you desire. Now, you can either have the sleeve that you have right now, or we have a selection of wonderful sleeves that we have made through Psychosec, fully genuine and organic produce. Now, if you'd like to be taller, 
shorter, skinnier. You'd like to have better vision, maybe strength in your body. You have the choice to choose a man or a woman's sleeve. Now, if your sleeve becomes damaged or too old for your liking, simply remove from the cortical stack your DHF, your consciousness, to another newer sleeve. So, um, I, I was watching this morning. Yeah. I mean, I was watching some of the comments mm-hmm. in the chats. I, I didn't chime in. I don't like to chime in religious shit. But really quick, there were a couple of comments about folks that were a little bit worried about inked skin. Oh, the tattoos. Because from when we were reading in the good book. Because what you were learning about was brands. Brands and ink skin are two different things. Brands are pieces of metal that are burnt against the skin to cause a mark. Ink skin ain't the same thing. Think about it. If God was so worried about us inking or tattooing our skin. Why did he create ink? Why did he create needles? Why did he create somebody who would figure out how to put a needle on a memory beating motor that caused it to beat at a certain frequency? At a certain frequency, mind you. It beats at a frequency when it hits your skin. Why did he do that? If he did that and he didn't want us to do it, why did he teach us how to do it? Folks, it doesn't, it doesn't matter about your language. I, okay, I'm going to tell you what I, I've heard from him, my guy, Gabriel. I don't pray to Gabriel, but I talk to Gabriel. I pray to God, I talk to Gabriel. What Gabriel told me is this. It's really simple, folks. He doesn't give a fucking shit about your language. He only cares about your heart. Your heart speaks the words he needs to hear. And only the language that he can hear. We said yesterday that 1.618 grams is measured. Was the measurement used? It was a feather used against the human heart as you pass through the gates of death in Egypt. Hmm. That should sum it up for you doesn't matter about your language. It doesn't matter about, it matters about your thoughts. It matters about your actions and it matters about your heart. If your heart's pure, you have nothing to worry about. If your heart's been corrupted, you have everything to be worried about. And you know what I mean by corrupted? doesn't mean that you drank or you smoked or you did this or you did that. No, that's what the constraints religion puts on you. That's a religious ideology. That is not a God ideology. God doesn't give a shit about that. If God really gave a shit about what I said, do you think he would let me cuss like he does, even though 90% of them are acronyms? However, do you think he would let me cuss like he does? Don't you think that asshole that I talk to all the time would have a fucking problem with the way I use fuck. I throw it in a sentence like it's a fucking obligatory goddamn flower in the corner. I'm serious. Think about it. 
It's the same shit with all the rest of this crap. That's what you just saw on the screen. That's what he's scared of. It's not his creation anymore. Now it's ours. What does that show us? Now we're a god? Wait a minute. He's going to have a kind of a fucking issue with that. He's going to pop his top when he sees that. The Clone Wars have begun. Yes, I I agree with you. The Clone Wars could have begun. Why don't we measure this up and lay this out like Star Wars? We might as well with this shit. Next thing you know, AI is going to teach all those fuckers how to fight. Mm -hmm. Sparky boy, we're going to need you because we're going to need some people that just don't know how to fight, but damn looks good. I, this is scary. That that's that is not scary because I'm really not scared of shit. But that's worrisome. It's the same thing when it comes back to politics. All we hear about, there's not a good politician that we're ever going to get. And I agree with every right wing knucklehead that says that we're never going to get a politician that does not spend money. The closest we got was Donald Trump. He still spent money though, mm -hmm. but he also told us that, look, to get out of this, there's only one way I got to go with it. He didn't hide anything. He didn't hide how the balance, the budget was going to balance. He showed us all. He did the same thing I would have done. I would have hired the fucking smartest CPA and said, get rid of whatever tax laws you don't need and make my fucking books work. That's exactly the type of trust I put in people. Because I don't believe they're going to fuck you when you do something, when you say something as big as this, hey, balance the U.S. budget. I believe a couple CPAs that are just sitting in a firm down here down the road probably could do it better and they could wipe out tons of red tape that you and I have to pay taxes to all the time, all at the same time if Donald Trump just listened to them. Guarantee they could do it. Why? Because Washington has never been able to do it. That's why I know the blue collar guys could get it done because we don't let there be a problem. We find a way around it. It's what we do. It's why we're good at our jobs. It's why we keep our jobs or through it or over it or under it. Whatever you got to do. How are you going to get there? What would make you all mm -hmm. great soldiers too? Just letting you know, this is also, I mean, everything we know, but scary, scary. all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Worrisome. Geneva looks beautiful. It's beautiful. It has a lake. It has this shadow. It's very peaceful. But there is a dark side to it. Everything evil in the world related to demo side, unfortunately, comes from Geneva. You have WHO in Geneva. You have Gavi, then you have the VEF, the World Economic Forum, which my father was a co-founder and left Klaus Schwab out of disgust in the early 80s, that has diplomatic immunity. I, as a Swiss citizen, right here now, declare that the VEF is not eligible anymore for diplomatic immunity. I call on the Swiss authorities and security to arrest those people immediately. Why? 
the VEF, WHO, Gavi, Big Pharma, Big Tech, Bill Gates, all advocated a global humanity injection by a bioweapon injecting nanolipids into 5.7 billion people. And we Swiss are hosting them? That's terrible. We cannot tolerate any entity that promotes poison to be injected into humanity. But you've done it. I'm the victim, I'm dying from it. And my mother too. It's a demo side and you'll be judged. It will be corrected in the name of humanity. Maybe there is a Geneva Swiss syndrome, but definitely there is a, a UN syndrome because people are so afraid of what's going on because the United Nations is occupied that people in there don't understand. Those who understand keep quiet or try to speak in different ways to help people to wake up. So if you understand that, you know that this was very easy to carve a world government. If you don't have a force that stops that and says, we the people is more important. And that's what we're doing now. We're trying to build a we the people movement that is very global, something completely different. But what is going on in Geneva is, is the opposite at the moment. There is no right to WHO to give any orders to dictate to the whole world like they have done. And the Global Alliance for Vaccine Immunization, Gavi, got total immunity from the Swiss government. You can find this, admin.lex in the Swiss database. Go and look. This is a coup d'etat, clearly. It's a global crime scene. And we are bringing little pieces of evidence to people with humility, because in science, you always have a doubt. It's a, it's a healthy doubt. And I think that is a very important attitude. I believe personally, Geneva has a better future. Swiss neutrality has to be restored. We have no future not being neutral. The young people who survive through this will be the guarantors, hopefully, that such institutions can never again take foothold in our blessed country. Never again. The snakehead is in Geneva. I call it a direct, clear and present danger to the Swiss population. But I can tell you, it is being cut off. If you have a house of cards, and this is a house of cards of a criminal, one card pulled by justice and the whole card house collapses. But from hope alone, it is not done. Everybody must now change the spirit. And all the vaccinated, the injected, knowing that they are poison. We are the masses. We are billions of people. Let's just stand up and say, stop. We will not comply. And in French, ni oubli, ni pardon. Because we are the guardians of humanity and our light obliterates the darkness of evil, always. Okay, so hold on. There's a reason why I played this. Stop for a second, because this is <laughs> this is actually good. So tell me something. <clears throat> you've been, you've read the Bible. 
I'm reading more it. than once. You're reading it again. You're reading an older version of it now. Um, mm -hmm. You had up. Hold on. There's another video I want you to pull after this. Just stand by and let me get to my point. And I'll. You're reading another one, right? Another version of it right now. You haven't gotten to Revelations yet. You remember your Revelations, though. I do. Where does the Antichrist come from? Geneva. Okay. Let me tell you something. Geneva is the seat. Time of Satan. out. Oh, stop, please. This is something you want to stop on. Currently, right now, the Prime Minister for Geneva, do you know what part of the party he falls in? Hmm. He's a Republican. Hmm. Get ready for this. Folks, do you know what the number one thing in Geneva right now? Do you know what the number one threat in their world? I got a there's a reason. I have a friend that works for the Geneva State Police. Very good friend of mine. I met him years and years ago. He reached out just the other day, dropped me an email, said, Hey, do you know what the number one threat in Geneva is right now? Said, I have no fucking idea, dude. I'm in America. How the fuck am I supposed to know? Muslim extremism. MAGA extremists. MAGA extremists. Yeah. You want to know why? Why? Because the prime minister is stirring up so much shit over there right now with the WEF, the WHO. The, apparently, the police, the, the chief of their police, the big secretive Swiss police, they are fucking anti this guy so far. They're about to arrest him. And there's a lot of people right now, especially... And the religious communities that are pointing their finger at this guy saying that this guy is the next antichrist. And I said, wait a minute. How is that possible? He brings peace first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but he has turmoil before peace. And I was like, wow, this guy is really. And there's this big push right now over there. Huge MAGA push. Basically, it's a MAGA push, but they made it like make Sweden great again, whatever. They have the same type of patriotism that we do, as you just saw. They're identifying what their problems are. They have this guy that's coming up in the ranks. He's going to be the next dude that's going to take over and run Sweden. Bring peace is what they're calling. Close their borders. Oh, that sounds familiar, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. Sounds like Donald Trump, doesn't it? Sounds like what we're all about behind, right? Scary when it sounds that good. This is going to happen in Sweden? Ooh, this can be... The next couple of years, I'm telling you, we ain't seen shit yet. This is going to get really interesting. Really interesting. To the point where you, even before in the, the clip before, we had Joe Biden trying to tell you something that wasn't real. Just in Sweden, they even identify it and then, yeah, anyway, whatever. There's another clip. Stand by. Which one? Go to the one. Um, it's, I'm trying to remember the news. It's uh, MSNBC. And they basically called for Trump's execution. Mm. I was like, are you kidding me? I couldn't believe when I heard this. This was the other day. This was Sunday morning. I was like, what? No way. I uh, know it's way up there, babe. It's going to be way up like in the beginning of all the shit I sent you. Cause like I heard this this morning. I was like, I missed this. I did not know this was going on. It isn't right there. That guy right there. Boom. Bring that up. Holy shit. This is ridiculous. But remember 
there was somebody else who already uh, did this, right? You want to skip to this already? Because I thought we were going to get into some of the COVID stuff that's come out. Well, I was going right to there, but okay. I was going to get into that, but stand by. This is even worse. This is crazy. Just this is nuts. I just couldn't believe that this happened. This is absolutely nuts. And nobody said anything about this. And nobody's even asked for this guy's resignation or anything. Well, I guess he is a founder of Intrepid Media. Who gives a fuck? But And the donor class can't just sit back on the sidelines and say, oh, well, don't worry. This will all work itself out. They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. And that's a fact. And the donor class can't just sit back on the sidelines and say, oh, well, don't worry. This will all work itself out. They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. And that's a fact. But remember, that's the peace-loving party. That's the Democrats. Those are the hippies of old. But yet we got to go put a bullet in Donald Trump. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Sure. I mean, it's all within the same. I kind of try to keep it as uniformed as possible. Because this made me laugh, too. This is all in the same show, too. That's the worst part. There's this tendency, I think, of people to think of this race as Trump and non-Trump. And that if only the non-Trump side could condense, they'd all coalesce behind one candidate and that would give Trump a, a real run for his money. Uh, I think one thing keep worth keeping in mind here, the 16 percent of DeSantis supporters we have here, we asked in this poll, if DeSantis isn't in the race, who would your second choice be? And actually, by a 14 point margin, they chose Trump over Nikki Haley. So if a, if a DeSantis were to drop out, that 16 is not just getting tacked on to Haley's number. Actually, more of it would go to Trump than would go to Haley. And, and that's true to varying degrees with these other candidates, too. So that consolidation idea, you hear some Trump opponents uh, uh, spout, not sure the numbers we're seeing in this poll back that up. There's this tendency, I think, of people to. So, so what does this mean? Trump or bust? No, no, no. Seriously, that is why. Why is this hard? Why is this hard, folks? Why are we even still having a debate? Why are we listening to these other people? You want to know why? Because I'm dead serious. Look at the numbers. The numbers alone, even if everybody dumps out and everybody decides to put, nobody's, not every single voter that is backing Vivek Ramaswamy right now is going to back Nikki Haley if fucking Ron DeSantis drops out. Mike Pence dropped out. Do you know where two his like measly two percent that he was getting in the polls went? Ron DeSantis. That's why Ron DeSantis has sixteen percent right now. It didn't come out of nowhere. It came out because Mike Pence bailed out. You want to know why people are still entertaining other people? Uh, because other of than Trump, the the Trump because of the jab. Well, yeah, hey, I can understand that. Listen to this. This is if you guys aren't familiar with that, Doctor Sabine Hassan. She is. Amazing. Anyway, um, and she's a great follow on Twitter as well. I said, well, you know what? Since the agenda is the vaccine, well, let's look at what the vaccine's doing in the microbiome. And that's at the same time as they started rolling these vaccines, I started enrolling doctors that basically were getting vaccinated. And I'm like, can I get your stools before and after you get vaccinated? And sure enough, people would come to me and they're like, hey, I heard you're like, you're testing the microbiome. I don't, I want to have my baseline because just in case I change, I want to know what microbes I had before. So I'm like, yeah, happy to do it. So, you know, this study, that was again, something I undertook myself and paid for myself. 
We, by the way, we applied for grants and all that waste of time, waste of money. So I basically just dumped my money into this trial. So the first four patients I started noticing a month later, the bifidobacteria, this important microbe is this is dropping in patients pre and post vaccination. So then I started like asking myself, wait a minute, what's going on here? I mean, is it creating a bifidophage? You know, because this is precision medicine. This is forensics of the gut, right? You've got your microbiome this way before and you've got it after and it's the same patient and only a certain group of microbes are getting killed. You got to pay attention. So then, you know, 10, 20, 30, 34 patients later, we're seeing this, you know, killing of the bifidobacteria. And so I wasn't going to, pu- first of all, there's no way I was going to publish this because nobody would have taken that. So I decided to submit it to the American College of Gastro as a presentation, as a poster. It got accepted at the American College of Gastro as a poster, and then it won the best research award as a poster. So all my colleagues called me and said, hey, I saw your data. That's incredible. How do you think this is happening? What do you, the vaccine's supposed to be you know, improving your immunity. And we all know bifidobacteria is a huge part of immunity. How do you think it's happening? So then I said, I think it's creating a bacteriophage or bifidophage. And what we noticed is in four patients that we followed, which were amazing shape, you know, we followed them for um, 90 days. And then next thing you know, um, their bifidobacteria dropped to like zero, from like a million to like zero. So it kept persisting. So there was a persistence in the damage and not only 90 days, but six months, nine months later. So that was the thing that started making me panic. And then as we were looking at the microbiome of newborns um, to mothers who were breastfeeding, we started noticing that there's no bifidobacteria in those newborns. So we asked ourselves, well, I mean, because newborns are supposed to have a ton of bifidobacteria, right? 90% of the microbiome of babies is bifidobacteria. So we said, well, how come these babies born to moms that are breastfeeding that were vaccinated have zero bifidobacteria? is the spike protein going to the breast milk into the baby's gut and killing whatever the baby's trying to build. And so because I was doing work on autism and I noticed, you know, one of the commonality and common findings of autistic children is that loss of bifidobacteria. I said to myself, maybe that's how it happens, right? Maybe you're killing off your bifidobacteria and then two years down the road, you just, your kid stops talking. So this whole, you know, it was serendipitous, really. I mean, this whole discovery, because, you know, understanding what the microbiome looks like in Alzheimer's, in old people, in overweight patients, in Parkinson's, and, you know, and um, kids, healthy kids, you know, kind of brought it all together for me. So I had a different vision than everybody else. I was looking at how to treat the virus, knowing something nobody knew. And that was really, you know, it was kind of epic. But at the same time, I knew that, hey, you know, they can't prove me wrong. And if they are going to prove me wrong, well, let's see why. But definitely this needs to be looked at because the microbiome has such an importance in neurological problems, in cancer, so in Crohn's, in Lyme. So, you know, we just published... Uh, two posters that were presented at the same college at, um, where basically loss of bifidobacteria was noted in Crohn's patients and in Lyme patients. 
So bifidobacteria has a big role in disease, in my opinion, and so we have to pay attention to what's killing it. So, I mean, your hypothesis right now is it, that it's the spike, whether the spike is coming from the virus or whether it's coming from the vaccine, that this is actually causing this. It's, it's killing the bifidal bacteria, which is creating a problem. Correct. And, I this, think and a, this is what you're hoping, you know, some serious research is done yes, around. Yes. Yeah. So, and, I, and we are doing something to try to prove that. Uh, so it's coming along. Uh, you know, obviously this is research and it's slow developing. Research is now fast. You know, it's one thing proves another, proves another, and opens the door to another. You know, I'll, do, I'll give you an, an example of, of research during this pandemic. You know, one of the things that I did myself was kill my bifidobacteria because I wanted to see, well, what increases the bifidobacteria, right? So I was the guinea pig. I was the guinea pig the whole pandemic. And, um, you know, first to see, you know, if I'm exposed to it, et cetera. And, it basically what I realized, one of the things I was drinking a ton of kefir and my bifido is not increasing. I'm taking my, I'm not really good at taking my vitamins, right? Because I'm stressed and I'm busy and I, I'm not a pill taker. Um, but essentially I kind of like let it die. And um, I, I started testing my kefir and I, I looked because we passed it through the machine and we noticed that the, the kefir didn't have bifidobacteria in there, even though it says bifidobacteria. So I went to Whole Foods and Ralph. This is research because here I am, like, I've just killed my bifido. I'm trying to boost it. Why isn't it increasing? So, of course, it opens a new research. And I went to Ralph's and, and the Whole Foods, picked up all the products that said bifidobacteria in the back. And we took 23 products. One of them was a $27 tonic water that had bifidobacteria in there. So I said, well, this got to be bifido because $27. I mean, come on. Anyway, so we, we shook them. We took the sample. Only three of them had actually bifido, had bifido, had bifido bacteria. bacteria. Unbelievable. So what, and, and so you become an aware customer, right? So this is what research is all about. Research is about, you know, let me, why isn't this happening? Why isn't it? Let me figure out why this is not happening. And of course, my kefir didn't have bifidobacteria. How am I going to increase my bifido if it doesn't have bifido, right? So then I started doing my own stuff, like, you know, the fermented foods and all the stuff that I know how to do. And basically, I'm happy to say I'm back to my normal bifidobacteria. Uh, but, you know, this is, this is what research is about. It's finding one thing and then opening up a new science, a new research to kind of discover. And so that was fascinating. Bifidobacteria. Yes. Your gut microbiome is the building block of your immune system. If you eliminate your gut microbiome, you eliminate your immune system. It's that's what it is. There's there's no other way to say that. So um interesting. I well, one of the big things with that though, I've noticed since um, we started the all natural thing. Um, dude, I ship more regularly than I've ever shipped my whole entire life, and I got to tell you something. I was a pretty glorious shitter, and I always went at a specific time of the day. Yep. And I've noticed since everything else shifted, so is my shitting habits. I know it's crazy, but oh yeah, you got to get that first one. The, the the you play the other one first. 
Because a lot of you were up here saying, no, that's not it. Um, a lot of you were up here saying before, there's going to be no, we all agree that there's no amnesty. Look, if you called for us to die or called for people that were unvaccinated to die, there's no amnesty. Mm -hmm. Would you all agree? I'm pretty sure you're all going to agree with me on this one. Oh, here it is. But get this one. They're asking for amnesty. And I want you to listen to this. Be careful. This was on Bill Mara the other night. This got a lot of people. This got a lot of views. Uh, I think the last time I saw this, this was at like 3.7 million views at the time with uh, four or five. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the likes. It was scary. The number of likes, the likes were worse. Watch this. Cause this is even worse. Well, I was on the board of my kid's school during COVID. I wanted a harsher lockdown policy. And in retrospect, I was wrong. The, the, the damage to kids of keeping them out of school longer was greater than the risks. But here's the bottom line. Myself, our, our great people, the CDC, I'd like to think the governor, we were all operating with imperfect information and we were doing our best. So it's, 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 it's well, so let's, but let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's learn from it. Let's hold each other accountable. But let's bring a little bit of grace and forgiveness in the, yeah. the shit show that was COVID. Yeah. Okay, hold on. I'm going to play that again because I want you all to listen to this again. One more time. This was the CDC director from New York with Cuomo sitting right fucking there. This is what they're telling you. This is what they want you to believe. Well, I was on the board of my kid's school during COVID. I wanted a harsher lockdown policy. And in retrospect, I was wrong. The, the, the damage to kids of keeping them out of school longer was greater than the risks. But here's the bottom line. Myself, our, our great people, the CDC, I'd like to think the governor, we were all operating with imperfect information and we were doing our best. So it's, 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 it's well. The thing that scares me is the number of views on this video. And the number of likes. That's what scares me, folks. 7.9 million views. 4.6 thousand, thousand likes. likes. That's not that's a lot. Not a lot, that's not but a lot that's still a lot. 9 million views. That's still nope. a lot. Nope, not even close. Leftists who reject the biblical principles of grace and forgiveness sure seem to want a lot of it lately. <laughs> These are the comments. Accountability and justice first, then you can ask for grace and forgiveness. How about repentance, then forgiveness? How about no? Yeah, not really. Yeah, not really. <laughs> Doing your best would have meant not pretending you had any idea what you were talking about. <laughs> no, they were not doing their best. They were following orders. When Trump suggested HCQ, he was pilloried through ep epidemiologists throughout the world Agreed. Burks made up COVID protocols out of whole cloth and admitted she lied to Trump about them. Forgiveness is not an entitlement for unrepentant people. It is not a welfare program. Start by showing some humility and apologizing to all the people you harmed with your destructive ideas. 
If they want grace and forgiveness, they can start by actually apologizing, not just for the eminently foreseeable damage that they did through these policies, but also for the verbal, psychological, and social abuse they heaped on anyone who dared disagree with them. These people were smug, censorious, uh, power mad, and encouraged people to act like vicious pack animals. And they still exhibit virtually zero self-awareness about any of it. And that is a pattern that absolutely cannot be allowed to repeat. And those are the ones that are better worded. So what do we do, folks? We're, we're, <laughs> this has come full circle. She called it. It's come full circle. Look, this is we're at amnesty now. Please, please, please forgive us for locking your kids down. Please stop us. Please, please let us go. We didn't mean to kill all your kids. We didn't mean to put your kids in masks. We didn't mean to stick those jabs in your kids. Arm. Bullshit. No, you fucking knew. You fucking knew. Or if you didn't, then that's criminal in and of itself. Listen to this. This is the this president. Is scary. This is the president of the Michigan American Academy of Pediatrics, Dr. Teresa Holtrup. This is scary as fuck, folks. They have a suggestion. This makes me want to go to Michigan and do something bad. Mm -hmm. Let me put put it to you this way, because this is sick, sadistic. This is Satanistic. There's no other way to explain this behavior. I have a suggestion. Oh, wonderful. Hold on, pause it real quick. Watch her body language most more than anything else. Do me a favor. I have taught you all a ton about body language. Watch this bitch's body language and tell me where she's remorseful. I have a suggestion. Oh, wonderful. Because it'll be impressive enough. The fact that this child has not gotten any immunizations previously Yes. means this poor child will have to be tortured with six different injections at the same time. And if you would like to put those six up at the one visit, at her first visit to get all these immunizations, I'm happy to do that. A child at their six-month shot, they would receive DTAP, correct? Correct. They would receive polio. Correct. Hep B. Correct. Eumococcal? Um, uh, yes. Hib? It depends. It depends on the product that was used in the first two mm -hmm. sessions. Same same issue with catching up a two and a half year old, right? Same same, same choice. Same okay. choice. Yeah, yeah, in this case, yes. Um, and at excuse me, at two and a half years of age, you're saying getting six vaccines is torture, but a six month old would have to receive. We just counted one, two, three, four, five vaccines. Correct. Um, aluminum adjuvants are using vaccines. Correct. Correct. <clears throat> Why are you aluminum adjuvants using vaccines? Because they make the vaccine more effective. Okay. Um, and how do they do that? I don't know. Okay. What's an antigen? An antigen is a, typically a protein that, um, in this case, it would be, if you're talking about vaccines, an antigen is um, a, a protein that causes a reaction. Holy shit, build bitch! It is a an antigen. Is it's a protein. It's not a protein. It's any substance that causes your immune system to produce antibodies against it. Technically, this means your immune system does not recognize a substance and is trying to fight it off. An antigen may be a substance from the environment, such as chemicals, bacteria, viruses, or pollen. And from the Medline Plus Medical Encyclopedia, antigens 
typically are proteins that are formed in the body, much like anything else. And they fight off. They're your white blood cells. It's what an antigen is. It's mental. No, that's an antibody. An antigen is what's okay. added to the vaccine to produce okay. an okay. antibody. Okay. Touche. Touche. And oftentimes is an, an infectious agent, but not always. Um, isn't it true that an adjuvant will only will uh, not only bind to the target antigen that's in the vaccine, but also uh, to the impurities and byproducts such as the animal and human parts left in the vaccine of the manufacturing process? You're asking me specifics about physiology um, that I am not a that's not my area of expertise. But I'm there is okay, so you're not aware that there's a difference between the form that aluminum, so when it's ingested, it's taken up an ionic form, when it's injected, it's in these nanoparticle forms. And in contrast, injected aluminum is our nanoparticles, correct? They're there to create an irritant to the immune system so that the, the vaccine creates antibodies. And so they're actually these nanoparticles that are in the vaccine, right? Or do you not know? You're talking about specifics plus, that plus, are. Plus, watch your eyes. Whoa, time out. Go bring bring this back. 10 seconds. 10 seconds, please. Watch her eyes while he's asking this question. If you don't see it, I'm telling you right now, her eyes lit up when he said injecting aluminum into the human body is putting nanobots in your body. And watch her eyes when he says no, that. That's not nanobots. That's not what he said. But okay. into the immune system so that the, the vaccine creates antibodies. And so they're actually these nanoparticles that are in the vaccine. Yeah. Right? right there. Look at her eyes. Yeah. They went, oh shit, what? he knows more than I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was like, oh fuck. I have no idea what he's talking about. I have about. no idea what he's talking about. What he's talking about is probably right, though. Mm -hmm. Or do you not know? You're talking about specifics that are are very detailed. And, are, the, and, are the details important? I mean, you, you said that. Not in the and, and I'm not sure how you got those details because she's about to say that. I guarantee it. It's like I you're very detailed and I'm not sure how you got those details. In this case, because we're talking about a metal. It is not concerning to me because the amount of aluminum that we ingest in general, just through our diet, is much higher than what we get through vaccines. There is no reason to believe that that amount, that additional small amount, is anything to be concerned. So you said that the quantity of ingested aluminum is small, or excuse me, is, is much larger than the amount of injected aluminum, and therefore you deem it safe. Correct. Are you aware that the, uh, the FDA provides that in terms of inject, ingested aluminum, eaten aluminum, 0.3% or less is actually taken up by the blood? Do you know that or not? I, just I, I don't know the exact okay. numbers. Now. And that if it is, it's taken up in ionic form. Do you understand what I mean? I understand that? what you mean by that. That means in its, in its smallest elemental form, that's how it's taken into the blood, right? Correct. Okay. And, and aluminum in ionic form is not able to cross the blood-brain barrier, correct? I am not aware that that's true. You don't know? I don't know that that's true. Okay. If you don't know, that's fine. And antigens bound to aluminum are taken up by macrophages, correct? Uh, yes. Okay. 
and macrophages present the stuff they gobble up to the parts of the immune system that create antibodies, correct? I believe so. I don't. Travel. I have not studied the actual mechanism of action. And they also travel to different parts of the body, including correct. the brain, correct? Correct. And they'll deposit the materials they gobble up there. Isn't it true that most package inserts for most vaccines report um, uh, encephalitis or encephalopathy as a reported adverse event from vaccination? I would have to look at all the package inserts to be able to say yes or no to that. It is possible, yes. Do any of the vaccines in the childhood cell contain monkey kidney cells? I do not know. Blood serum from cows? I do not know. Guinea pig cell cultures? I do not know. Gelatin from pigs and cows? I don't know. MRC5 human diploid cells? MRC5 human diploid cells. Those are specifics that I typically do are you, not. Are you aware that MRC5 diploid cells are cells cultured from the lung tissue in a aborted fetus? I am aware that there are two vaccines out on the market, the MMR and the VCV, that have um, that use a cell in the production of it, use a cell line um, from aborted fetuses from 1962 and 1966. Those are the only two aborted fetus tissue cell lines that are used. Um, uh, isn't it true that there actually has recently been a new cell line, human cell line from aborted fetal tissue that's been approved for use in vaccines? I'm not aware of that. Okay. And none of those, none of the aborted fetal tissue culture cell lines actually end up in the vaccine product? The vaccine doesn't have cells in it. The cellular pieces from the aborted people. That is potentially do. possible, yes. Okay. Isn't it true that in fact there is more of that cellular debris in the MMR, for example, and there is actually antigen? I don't know. Okay. Isn't it true that um, that the uh, Havrick's hepatitis A vaccine, the hepatitis A vaccine contains millions of fragments of human DNA? Possible? I don't know. Dr. Isn't it true that Verivax, the chickenpox vaccine, contains approximately one trillion fragments of human DNA? Again, if Dr. Plotkin says it does, then I will agree. Isn't it true that these 74 aborted fetuses had almost every piece of their bodies, including skin, tongue, and heart, cut into little cubes to be used for culture? I'm not aware of any studies that Dr. Plotkin, the specifics of any studies that Dr. Plotkin did. What principles and methods did you rely upon in reaching your opinion regarding vaccine safety? I use the, again, the recommendations of the CDC and the American, uh, the um, Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices and the American Academy of Pediatrics to make, form an opinion about the vaccine safety. So your basis so I'm saying the principal methods that you relied upon of reaching your opinion regarding vaccine safety and vaccine efficacy are what the CDC recommends and, and your claim that you've seen some people die of some diseases that, for which there are vaccinations. Is that correct? Correct. That's the sum total, right? And the American Academy of Pediatrics recommendations. Okay. 
So when you're looking at a patient and making the determination as to what vaccines they should receive, what family history factors are concerning to you? Um, one of the big family history factors that I would take into consideration is, is there um, a history of anybody who's immune suppressed? Um, isn't it true that the only polio vaccine used in the United States is an activated polio vaccine, which is injected in muscle it's an inactivated poliovirus vaccine. Right, and it's injected into muscle tissue. Correct. Okay. Versus what we used to be used as an Actually, oral. it's not into the muscle tissue. It's given sub-Q, typically. So, basically, what you just heard there. This bitch is testifying about all the vaccines that are out there. Childhood vaccines. All the childhood vaccines. Not COVID. In Michigan. She doesn't know what's in half of them, as you just heard. In mm -hmm. she can't tell you 90% of the science behind it. So, folks, know. what are we what are we what are we doing letting these people rule our lives? Why are these people telling you what you can take and what you can't take? Don't forget this. Don't memory hold this one. Now, this was May of 2021. Yeah, this is an old video. Yep. I grabbed this because this is important. It's we important. cannot forget this. This is, we got to keep this front of mind or top of mind. Top of mind. Top Sorry. of mind. Top of mind. And have you seen any other vaccine that was put out for the public that skipped the animal test? Never before, skipped. especially for children. And as I've, what I've read, they actually started the animal test. And because the animals were dying, they stopped the test. Right. Folks, I think that's important to understand there that, that what we're talking about is the American people are now the guinea pigs. This is the test program that's going on. They, they didn't do the human testing and they stopped the animal test because the animals were dying. And then they turned it out for the public. And we are now looking at businesses that want to mandate that this experimental vaccine be given to people as a condition of their employment. And yet we have this death count that continues to rise and be totally ignored. Ask, what was it? it? And have you seen any other back? Folks, that's important. It's still rising. Think it's about still it. still being ignored. When everybody asks, well, I mean, it was a shit show. I didn't know. No, you fucking knew then. You know now. No, you can't. Look, if you're in this chat and you think that people should be given amnesty, nope, fuck that. Nope, 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 nope. That's the problem with America. We are too nice. We have got to stop being that nice. We are not that nice as people. We're not that nice to each other, let alone a foreigner. Oh, shit. Folks, fuck that shit. You force this on us? Fuck <laughs> you. It's over. You done fucked up, Bill. It's all over. You're screwed. Bill Mayer, you did say, go get your vaccine. I don't know what your problem is. Well, what's your problem, Bill? Now you want amnesty? Fuck you. No, no. You told a lot of people to go get the vaccine. They went and did it based on what you said. Not on what a doctor said.
You should be held personally accountable for every one of those individuals that went and got the vaccine at your behest. I dare you. Personally accountable. Put yourself out there. What's wrong, Bill? You scared? You scared they're going to kill you? You scared they're going to mud stomp your fucking skull in the ground? I would be because that's what I would do to you if you kill my kid. Oh, there would be... It's a good thing that my wife was here because there would be no end to the end I would be looking for. I would have done that one and there would be a lot of people walking around Washington, D.C. missing their nuts. And everybody be like, why is this happening? Must be a disease. They're turning black and falling off. No, I'm not a racist. It's just what happens on the human body. All right, well... Let's have a little feel-good story before we smoke. Oh, the one I, yeah, this is a good one. This I love this cute. one. This is cool. This I like is my this favorite a lot. story ever. Mm-hmm. One day, a driver was suddenly confronted by a doe standing in front of his car, refusing to move. The man got out of his car to investigate the reason. The doe's gaze made him realize that she needed help. With compassion and kindness, the driver decided to follow the doe. After about a mile, he was led to a small house where he discovered a fawn trapped in a soccer net. Clearly, this was the reason the doe had stopped his car. At that moment, the doe cried out as if pleading with the man to save her child. Moved by the situation, the driver quickly rescued the young fawn. Hearing the cries of the fawn, the doe became very panicked, and the people there had to calm her down. Finally, the fawn was freed, and both mother and child hurriedly ran into the forest. It seemed like the story had come to an end. However, unexpectedly, the doe led her fawn to wait on the road. What was truly touching was when the fawn ran up to the driver and lay down on the ground, expressing its gratitude for having its life saved. It's hard to believe, but this serves as evidence that animals also have emotions, gratitude, and a profound maternal bond. Look, one of the things, guess what? I did a little research on this story. This was a while ago. This Mm -hmm. was about six years ago this happened. Anyway, I did a little research just to find out some more information. Guess who the guy is Hmm. that stopped? Hmm. He's a hunter. Of course he is. No, 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 no. But get this. This is the great part. He shot another buck that year. And later on, this was two years later. He shot a buck. Killed the buck. Harvested it a whole bit. And guess what? Uh, guess what happened? Hmm. A doe came up with the same spot marking on her head. He recognized it. It was her. It was the same deer. Came right up to him, and laid down in front of him. That's very cool. Yeah, Mr. Hall, I'll post that on Telegram. Let me find it in my saved message. It's, it's a cool story, and the fact that the guy was a hunter. That's how you know you've seen that look in. Uh, I've seen it before. I've seen it after I pulled the trigger and killed the doe. I'll be honest. You you see the look in the the doe's eyes. Second, she jumps. You you know exactly what just happened. And the, that guy noticed it and followed the doe. That's kind of cool. I I, I don't, I don't know about you guys. I I think that's cool. You know, the only person that's going to have that type of reaction to a doe is a hunter. Do you know what happens to a, a liberal who sees a doe like that on the road? 
They drive around it. They keep going. Oh, well, unless she didn't white want woman, me. Unless it's a nope, white woman. Nope, it doesn't nope. matter. Liberal white women. Nope. Nope. Liberal white women hate deer. They oh, hate no, deer. Not true. Not yeah, true. they do because they, they damage their cars. Uh, no, all those. You know, that guy on Instagram that does the whole all the videos about white women saving the animals. Yes, I've showed you the videos before. Okay, yeah, you it's show me the videos. Freaking hysterical! I, I don't follow them, but yes, it's freaking hysterical. Um, a liberal white woman is—they don't—they don't care about those. Come on. Anyway, all right. Oh shit! Good job. I caught it. You did. You want to get high? I do. I figured you did. So, you fuckers know what time it is. I hardly smoked today. Because I was planting. I was busy. I was busy working. all day. And I had to go to the store like twice to piss me off. That's on you. I know. Sounds like a you problem. I know. Hit it. I know you're like shaking for it. God dang. Well, I was really debating between ordering compost from the local, from Taylor's, the local landscape center, but they'll only they'll deliver a minimum of three yards. And I don't have anywhere to put it until we put the fence up. So instead, I went and got you know, organic compost, bagged organic compost. That's probably worthless. No, I got a good brand. Like I didn't get like Miracle Grow or any crap like that. But uh, <coughs> so I had to go out for that. Yeah, as, as long as you don't get Miracle, you guys, Miracle Grow, they put a lot of a lot acids of in their shit. A lot of acids. Yeah. It will kill a lot of your plants if you're not careful with it. LG, if you're having problems with uh, squash, cucumbers, and broccoli, well, oh, moths, yeah. Um, I mean, it'll eat the leaves. <laughs> Actually, your electroculture antennas would do wonders. No, because it, it attracts those pollinators, oh, the butterflies, yeah. and, and, and it that. Does. Yeah. Um, you're right. My bad. Yep. Don't do that. Yep. But, uh, you know, they eat the leaves, but they leave the, the fruit, so that's... Okay, but if you're having problems with squash bore, like squash bugs getting into the fruits themselves, then take uh, wood ash and just put it right around the uh, the base of your plants. And wood grab ash. a grab a, a small squirt bottle of just regular white distilled vinegar. If you put the wood ash in the wood the vinegar and you spray it, it activates the wood ash and actually makes it smell worse. And uh, they will all stay away. You'll watch everything stay away. Even uh, I've heard spiders will stay away from that. I don't know if it's true. Mothballs are better for spiders, but that's just a weird chemical to be put in the ground. That's that's the only reason I don't like mothballs. Yeah. Yep, yep. But yeah, wood ash, wood ash at the base of your your plants. Because when you look at what phosgene is used for in its chemical form. Mm, I, I, there's something about phosgene. First of all, as a firefighter, I don't like phosgene because you can't smell it, you can't taste it, and you can die from it because it will replace air in your lungs. And I've been in a couple uh, fires and air conditioners before, and phosgene is produced from the burning of freon. 
Um, the other thing phosgene is used for, though, is very high concentrated insecticides. Phosgene is one of the primary uh, bases of most of your insecticides out there. Uh, one of the primary cancer-causing agents in DEET as well. So when you look at phosgene, phosgene has, and they're in mothballs too, which is the smell that they produce. You ever smelled a mothball before? That's phosgene. Um, it is not a real polite odor and it really sucks when you put it in people's garages. So stop doing it, people. It doesn't do anything. It doesn't stop the bugs. I'm a fucking garage door installer. Trust me. You all put your fucking phosgene pellets in your garages. It does nothing but make your garage garage stick. Uh, Ellsworth said, uh, I found the best thing for tomato worms is to buy a handheld maglite black light flashlight and look for them on the plants at night. They light up like a Vegas acid trip. You can even see the small ones and then you just pick them off. Yep. And they're most active at night, aren't they? Uh, yep. LG, I, I, I'm just guessing, or Ellsworth. I, I bet they are most fucking active. So, at DJ night. said, uh, I plant lantana with cucumbers to keep the squash bugs away. That's excellent idea, except that lantana is so invasive here that that my whole the front garden at the old house. Yeah, we would have been fucked. All lantana. Yeah. It takes over down here because everything. of the humidity and because of how warm it is during the. The it winter goes crazy. Lantana goes every. But it'll kill a pine tree down here. I can. It probably, literally will kill a pine tree. I, you know, I could probably plant some around the outside of the garden. Yeah, you know, you could. Yeah, uh, around the outer bases of it. Yeah. yeah, in the woods where the the chickens are, they probably would enjoy the shit out of that. Yeah, and even around like. Um, well, they're going to choke off those trees, though. That's the only. That's the. No, the, no, no. The, the I planted, fear, planted at the edge of the fence. See, down here in down the down by where the cucumbers are, like see, right there. Down here in the south, the biggest fear is lantana grows so fast you cannot control it. Once it starts, yep. it's gone. Unless you kill the root, you will not kill the plant. The plant will grow, and it grows everywhere. It grows up trees. Like I said, I watched a lantana lantana plant fucking decimate a pine tree before. Just you're at, no, you're thinking of hyacinth. You're thinking of hyacinth. Is it? It's got the it's same not, broad. It's leaf, not the though. stuff that. No, no, no. You remember the big bushes with the little purple and orange and yellow Flower, flowers yes. that, yeah, that yeah. were all over. That's lantana. Yeah, that's what I'm talking of. Watch that walk up a pine tree huh? and go clear to the top of it and choke it off. Huh? They are no joke. Lantana will kill a fucking pine tree in nary a minute. Yeah, it is down disgusting. here. It, it, there is no annual lantana down here. It's we just all have perennial. year round. It, it is, just keeps coming, keeps coming. It yeah. doesn't stop. But that's I can take some cuttings from the stuff that I have. We have one or two. Just you got to be really, really careful with it. Yeah, because no, I know. I just have to keep it cut it back. Grows. But, but if that keeps uh, if that keeps squash borer away, then that's pretty awesome. It, it grows though so fast down here. You got to be really, really careful. Mm -hmm. That's because it does it eat the squash. Did the squash board eat the lantana and not the squash? Or they just don't like the smell of it and they it keeps them away. No, I'm wondering because if they eat the lantana, then that would be fine because they would actually keep the lantana back to a True. a set size. It would grow. It grows overnight, so it it's not a plant that ever stops. Mm -hmm. It grows at night too. Even without chlorophyll, it doesn't matter. It still grows. 
Oh yeah, we have trumpet vines down here too. That's morning glory. Um, there's a lot of that. I've got trumpet vines all over the back. I, I pull them constantly. We're constantly yeah. taking care of that shit. It's yeah. nuts. It's yeah. And then uh we call it bindweed, but that's what morning glory or sorry, dollar weed. Yeah. Because morning glory is actually um native and invasive as all hell here too. Yes, it is. So because you'll get like a little bit, like I got a little bit in my yard, and now I have a whole patch of my yard that's completely nothing but dollar weed i gotta get rid of it so i gotta kill it all not not kudzu kudzu is something is different that's... kudzu hangs it doesn't grow up it grows down it it grows Which the, the stalk grows up too. and then it grows down and it's actually really nice if you have a lot of kudzu it's actually very nice it's not really ugly if you do it right um it's the people that don't let they just let it grow wild that it grows weird plant lantana in a plot in a pot and plant it in the ground to contain it like mint that's a good idea that's not a bad idea yeah. either yeah shit oh. we don't have a problem with mint down here we could grow mint year round i mean everyone can grow mint everywhere so mint is the easiest thing in the world to grow shit i'd just keep growing it if i could Fun. i'm about to start a whole new thing of mint so actually yeah. grow the shit mm -hmm. out of it I might put it in with the cucumbers. I was debating. I, I like having mints around for uh, when when we do like Mint. barbecues and mm -hmm. shit. You put that shit right on the on the rub or whatever you're going to do it with. You always mix mints. That's why I keep a bucket of mint out by the. Uh, it's a good thing to always cook by the. With. Yeah, right. Always right by the egg. So anyway, all right, back into the news. Blah blah blah. There's a lot of. I know it's such fucking bullshit. All right, here you go. Let's let's get into these dumbasses because yes, this is epic. These are epic fails. I would have to say. She's such a fucking moron. Well, she is. You'll have that in those. She jobs. is. I like the pink though. She really brought out. It brought out her. I, look at you, fashion police actually. Uh, get, get yeah, I kind of like the okay. pink because you it brought like out. I gotcha. Um, yeah, the flag behind her. Mm -hmm. That's what I was looking at. The flag behind her. Mm -hmm. I was like, wow, you really just echoed and clashed off the flag behind you. Perfect. Does President Biden look at these anti-Israel protests on college campuses and think it's nice to see that the country's youth are so involved, or does he think? The next generation is doomed. Here's the thing. There's no place for hate in America. But I'm no, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. There's no place for hate in America. And we condemn any anti-Semitic threat or incident in the strongest terms. And you heard me say at the top, we, we, I gave a message to students uh, who, are feeling, who are feeling under threat right now. Right? You know? We're tracking these threats very closely. We are there for them. Uh, no student should have to be able to go to class, live on campus in fear. And, you know, these incidents, these reported anti-Semitic incidents at schools and on campuses, that should not be. We have to condemn them. We have to condemn them. Do me a, fa do me a favor. Mm -hmm. Bring this back to the beginning. Uh, where she starts to talk, she's, it's like, uh, I think it's 29, 28 seconds in, I think something like that, where she starts to talk, uh, maybe a little earlier. Okay. Right there. So semantic threat or incident in the strongest view, there's no place for hate in America and we condemn it in America. 
Here's the thing. Go back before that and pause. Back before that. All right. Now, this would be my question. Um, because she is the press secretary. So does the is the president the mouthpiece? Is the president aware that the groups that were behind the Israeli Israeli bashing protests, backing Hamas attacks got $15 million plus from George Soros. I mean, probably not. Somebody that the president accepted a little over $4.1 million from. Stand by, hit play. Keep us. Here's the thing. There's no place for hate in America. No, 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 no. no. I, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, there's no place for hate in America, and we condemn any anti-Semitic threat or incident in the strongest terms. And you heard me say at the top, we, we, I gave a message to students uh, who are feeling, who are feeling under threat right now, right? You know, we're tracking these threats very closely. We are there for them. Uh, no student should have to be able to go to class, live on campus in fear. And, you know, these incidents, these reported anti-Semitic incidents at schools and on campuses, that should not be. We have to condemn them. Oh, oh well, do it! Do it! Fucking do it! Oh, George Soros also paid your campaign some 4.1 okay yeah but don't worry but yeah no serious got a story right here on it right here groups behind the israeli protests backing hamas attacks got 15 million dollars plus from soros backed organizations oh where did this oh yeah oh really oh you don't say yes this was straight up. Tide's beneficiary includes Illinois-based Abdallah Justice Project, which on the day, October 7th massacre, posted a photo on Instagram of a bulldozer tearing apart the Israeli border fence down with the caption, Israeli colonizers believe they could uh, infant, uh, indefinitely trap 2 million people in an open-air prison. No cage goes unchallenged. Members of the Palestinian advocacy group, California Rep Ro Khanna's office on October 20th demanded he sign a resolution calling for a ceasefire in Gaza. Abdullah's members uh, also co-sponsored a rally that same day in Bryant Park where hostile demonstrations spewed anti-Semitic chants and wave signs. Uh, at an open society foundation gave $60,000 in 2018 to an Arab American association of New York group co-founded by the politically connected <coughs> activist leader, Linda Sour, 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 uh, that helps plan a hate filled Brooklyn, uh, Flood Brooklyn for Palestine protest in Bay Ridge on October 24th, where protesters called called for the eradication of Israel and held a sign that the Israeli flag should be trash in a basket. Please keep the word clean. Yeah, this is this is America, folks. This is the protests that are going on, backed by George Soros. Of course. George Soros. Because he wants to push us to that point of no return. That that point. 
over George the George Soros. George Soros. He wants Soros. to push us over the cliff. Remember, when citizens are fighting citizens in the street and every nation across the, the land. Is on fire. That is the point of no return. Mm. So. We're there. We're getting there. <laughs> Shit. We're right around the corner. President, uh, open to consider a case spending offsets for that money. So look, I, I'm certainly not going to get into hypotheticals from here, but what I can say yeah, is, well, I no, I understand that. I hear you. What we've been very clear about is that we want to see both move forward. We want to see both. All right. I totally didn't mean what to do that. Do? I completely did not mean to do that. Sorry, y'all. Hold on. I can't believe you. I did know. You really I really did. That? I'm sorry. We, we want to see both move forward because oh. it is vital, vital as those two countries are fighting, fighting for their democracies. That, uh, look, these are emergency funding requests, right? We've been very clear about that. Like other emergency funding, uh, funding that Congress has passed with bipartisan support, they do not require offsets. They just don't. President, uh, open to consider a case. They just don't. They just don't require they offsets. They don't. Nope. No, 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 actually they do. No, they do. They do. What's an offset? Offsets are also required in budget practices when you're offsetting expenditures. If you're going to say you're going to spend X amount of dollars on a certain project at a certain time, that will be offset by this project that we're going to do to spend the money here. So they want to what offset the. She is not telling you is there's normally when you give an emergency spending plan, then you offset some other future project that you were planning on that you are no longer planning on. And we no longer have to fund or put any budgetary responsibility mm -hmm. to. Yep. That's the offset. And well, there was none before. No, yes. that's when you had Republican-controlled House and a Republican-controlled presidency. Now you don't. Now there is the requirement for an offset. Yep. Because if you want us to spend, you got to give. That's how it is. It's what it is. There's no more money. There, there isn't. We're broke. It's like, listen, okay? It's like, you know, it, the first of the month is right around the corner here. In fact, our sponsor today is Cardio Miracle. I, I put in there, it's the first of the month. You go to defiantmiracle.com and you save up for the, sign up for the subscribe and save, you save 15% and they automatically send it to you. Then, you know, it'd be however many days you, they, you set it for, either 30 days or 45 days, right? And they just automatically send it to you. But if you have to look, you know, you sit down and you look at your budget and you say, hmm, I need my cardio miracle for the month. However, it's getting a little tight. How do I offset it? Hmm. Where do I cut? Where do I cut? We all do it. Right? So may maybe I don't need, oh, maybe I don't need to, to pay for all of these Amazon yeah, subscription streaming or services this... or, you know, how much extra shit is coming out of your account every month? Six bucks here, $8 there. 
one after another. It doesn't seem like much at it first, adds but up. after years of doing it, it adds up. It, it becomes ridiculous. Go get those cleanup services and fucking clean your shit up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The scratch is released by the way on the other side, but so that is an offset. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. That's all an offset. Oh, they were no. Now they're required. Yeah. Because you have two different houses in control. There's no more money. And there's no more money. Ain't no more cash. We're fucked. Be fun. <sighs> One more. The White House, the president signed a Israel-only supplemental request, or is the White House still insisting that they all move together? So just, uh, I do want to do a little bit of a lay down here because this is incredibly important. When you think about Hamas and you think about Putin, uh, they represent different threats, right? And uh, but both want to annihilate a neighboring democracy. And we've been very clear about that. And so we can't afford to let that happen. Oh, wait a minute. Did she just compare Ukraine to Israel? Mm-hmm. She surely did. You mean the same border that was present in Ukraine on October 7th is still present today? Yep. Yep, that's that's true, Mick. Yep, yep, that hasn't moved. You're right. Well, here is what Bibi Netanyahu... Huh. Wait, 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 no, 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 hold on. Okay. I, I'm confused because, wait a minute, she just compared... The two together, and she said it's the same thing. Yep. So which horse are we backing in the second race? Because the way I look at They've it... They've already lost in Ukraine. No, no, no. Listen, the way I look at it, in the first race, we're, we're backing the Ukrainians. Which, if you look at it in the second race, we should be backing the Palestinians. Mm because if we back the Ukrainians in the first race, in the second race, it would only make sense that you back the smaller power. The smaller power here is the Palestinians. It's not the Israelis. Because the Israelis are going to come in and fucking clean house. I mean, they're not going to be very cool about what they do. They will lay waste. Good to them. But I mean, it sounds like the way our leadership has got us pointed, we're back in two different losers in the same race. Because no matter how, what happens here, no matter what happens, it doesn't matter if Israel is exactly precise. Because here in America, what you're watching going on in all these schools and all this bullshit, this actually happened before. You ask me when. Remember in the 60s when there was that little thing going on called the Vietnam War? Hmm. You remember what they were doing around this country because of Vietnam and everything else that a lot of people didn't understand because the United States government refused to release information. Hmm. Had they educated the public on what was going on? Support would have really turned a different way. Mm. I would love to believe for Vietnam. Mm. However, never happened. Mm. So we'll never know. Mm. What I'm saying is this echoes, mirrors almost exactly what was going on in the 60s. The only difference here 
is instead of these people praying for peace, these cocksuckers are talking about slaughtering a whole race of individuals. Mm -hmm. For what? Over what? What is your grievance that is that bad that you have to slaughter a whole race of people? There is nothing. Well, that's not true. You're right. Okay. You touch my family. You're right. I will slaughter a whole race of people to kill everyone I need to kill to make sure that my destiny is secure going to hell. However, understand this at the same time. That's out of pure vengeance. That is not out of anything else. Vengeance is a dish best served hot with pink mist. And I do that very well. That's another story. Outside of that, if you're not, this is my whole argument as to why in the 19th, in 1973, when we got involved in all of that shit and we should not have gotten involved, this is the reason this had to happen then. This is the reason that it has to happen now. You got two big dogs on the block that think they're both getting money from the same fucking Trojan horse and they have no idea that they're fighting against each other. Why is that? Because that one dog is also controlling all the news in both those lands. Mm -hmm. How do you know that, Nick? NBC is not just here in the States, folks. They have NBC in Israel. They have CBS Israel. We control their telecommunications like you wouldn't believe. Mossad has to ask us permission to do put a know? message. Or do we have to ask Mossad permission? Mm, that's a better question. Who still has control over that? Who actually controls it? Yeah. Pink Makes mist. you wonder. You ever see uh, anyone... Get near a 50 cal, you'll understand. Mm -mm. A 308. Mm -hmm. Shit. Dude, have you ever killed a deer? You've mm -hmm. seen the pink mist? I've seen it. We've all seen it because when it shoots right through the lungs, when you hit well, not the exact we've all seen it, spot, when you hit the, no, I'm sorry. Every hunter has seen it. Yeah, but when, not everybody here is a hunter, so not everybody's seen I it. I got you. All, that's why I specified it mm -hmm. to hunters. All hunters have seen it. Mm -hmm. When you hit the exact spot and you watch the blowout the other side, because you see the jump, you see the pop, there's a pink mist in the background. Every time you've ever shot a deer, I guarantee there was a pink mist in the background. Why? Because that's the first spray pattern you walk up when you start tracking the body. There's a spray pattern and it goes, poof. why? Because that's all the air and that animal's lungs that just pushed all that blood right out the side. That's why we call it a pink mist. And there's a pink mist when the head explodes too, just so you're aware, because I've shot a couple of those, just letting you know. Mm, okay. anyway. anyway, that's what BB is getting ready to do. Shoot heads. We'll lots, see. lots of them, supposedly. Let's, let's see. We'll see. I want to make clear Israel's position regarding a ceasefire. Just as the United States would not agree to a ceasefire after the bombing of Pearl Harbor or after the terrorist attack of 9-11, Israel will not agree to a cessation of hostilities with Hamas after the horrific attacks of October 7th. 
Calls for a ceasefire are calls for Israel to surrender to Hamas, to surrender to terrorism, to surrender to barbarism. That will not happen. Ladies and gentlemen, the Bible says that there is a time for peace and a time for war. This is a time for war, a war for our common future. Today, we draw a line between the forces of civilization and the forces of barbarism. It is a time for everyone to decide where they stand. Israel will stand against the forces of barbarism until victory. I hope and pray that civilized nations everywhere will back this fight. Because Israel's fight is your fight. Because if Hamas and Iran's axis of evil win, you will be their next target. That's why Israel's victory will be your victory. But make no mistake, regardless of who stands with Israel, Israel will fight until this battle is won. Hmm. Well, look, what do you want? I don't blame. How are we? 9-11. Tell me something. How did you all feel? Post 9-11. One day after 9-11, before you got into all the conspiracy theory shit. And yeah, maybe you, maybe some of you were OGs. I got you. But a lot of us weren't. Let's be honest. A lot of us weren't. We weren't there yet. How did you feel? Didn't, didn't you want to go get your, I'll say it, raghead on? I did. I was pissed. Fuck that shit. You don't do that in my country. I was in the army. How do you think I felt? What do you think I was thinking? I'll tell you what I was thinking. Holy shit. You know what I did? I sat up straight in my chair. You want to know why? Because I'm going to get to go do my job. And that's exactly what I thought. You want to know what every other soldier, airman, sailor, service member that was serving time that happened. We're going to get to go do our job. Fuck yeah. Yo, oh my God. Holy shit. That's it. That's all we were thinking about. Dead serious. Every generation. Think about it. World War II. World War II. We didn't expect. So therefore it was more of a shock, but more people signed up than ever had before. A whole generation stepped into the breach for the American culture. How would your grandparents think about how we're living our lives right now? My grandfather would be really, really happy with me. He would not be happy with my brother's. My grandfather was huge about gardening, about doing for yourself what the government wouldn't do for you. He was giant about it. My father used to hate him talking to us because he lost his leg at Point de Hoc. He was a major in Second Rangers climbing Point de Hoc. Lost his leg. Uh, second day in the battle after they climbed the hill and made it on the landfall and they opened the big guns on them. And uh, my grandfather, 
gave me a view of the world that made me realize at a very young age that here it, what you do in life, it is, it's true about that Roman legend. What you do in life does echo in eternity. However, the only thing that doesn't echo in eternity is if you do nothing. He instilled that in me when I was probably fucking knee high to a grasshopper. And he kicked the shit out of me with that. What happens when you do nothing? What happens when you sit by the side and say nothing? You know, the only person in my family that ever gave my father any respect for what he did in Vietnam was my grandfather. How fucking crazy is that? We shifted that fast from World War II to Vietnam, from loving our military to hating our military. It was like an overnight reaction. Hmm. Where are we at now? Because people misplaced their hate. They hated the war. They hated the results and they took it out on the soldiers. Yeah. That's a sad thought, isn't but it? But it was because of World War II, because the soldiers were just following orders. And the people remember the just following orders, what happened in World War II. We remember that from Afghanistan and Iraq, folks. Mm-hmm. You, have a, you have two generations that know that from Afghanistan and Iraq. Just following orders doesn't cover, hey, no, what you did there was illegal. Like, we're calling you out on it. There was a lot of that. I think that should be called out. Well, we're we're pretty fucked. So there we are. There you go. I pulled this one. General, good morning. Uh, so now we do have the ground invasion underway. Talk to us about expectations here. Certainly, we have the hostages to consider uh, with those Israeli forces and Israeli Americans now entering Gaza. What are those conditions like, in your opinion? What do you think the strategy is or should be? Well, Cheryl, great to be with you this morning. And I should say, going on a little bit later in the program, it was great to see you, Liz, and Doug. You're on a roll this morning. So let me try to emphasize and underscore a couple of key points. First of all, as as Congressman Collins pointed out earlier, Israel is having to go into Gaza because of Iran and Hamas and what they did. Uh, to basically try to destroy the state of Israel. And the timing was such because Saudi Arabia, really a key ally and partner of ours in the Middle East, was close to getting a number of the Muslim states, including Pakistan, to move towards normalizing relations with Israel. And Iran couldn't stand that. But I would say the Israeli military has been very thoughtful and methodical as they prepared for the ground uh, move into Gaza. Uh, Preparation, prepping the battlefield, being very uh, strategic in terms of their targets. getting their military organized, trained, and equipped. Unlike our U.S. reservists that train on a constant basis, the Israeli reserves, after they serve on active duty, really don't have to go back. And so they really needed to spend some time making sure they had um, the units ready on their mission essential task list. And the fact that they were able to move in and move two miles in in what Gaza is a 25-mile long strip and show that Israeli flag to send the signal that we're here uh, we don't want to own Gaza. We don't want to administer Gaza, but we are, we're here to basically root out the terrorist Hamas that basically wants to destroy 
Israel. So I think they're going to be very methodical. Also, I would add, Cheryl, that you can negotiate to release the hostages and you can increase humanitarian aid at the same time this ground operation as Congressman McCormick pointed out, is going to be very difficult and very bloody. Well, except for Hamas, well, we've seen that obviously the aid, uh, we've seen the the trucks and the and the Palestinians who were so desperate. At the same time, Hamas has been stealing that aid and the fuel. And Doug made the point earlier about the water lines. And you know now you've got Iran's president accusing Israel of crossing the red line. And it's war with Hamas. They also criticized the U.S. for for our support. I find it rich, and I, I'd like to hear your your take on this. That it's that Iran is saying that we cross some kind of red line. I think they, by funding Hamas and training them to attack Israel on October seventh, that might have been a red line. But you you tell me, sir. Well, Cheryl, that's just total nonsense. Iran has been crossing red lines for the last forty years. Last Monday was the fortieth anniversary of the Iran and Islamic Jihad's bombing of the Marine barracks in Beirut, and they've been crossing red lines ever since. We need to be extremely forceful with Iran. Uh, we've moved a lot of military power into the region. There's a lot there that people don't know about, and Iran should understand that um, uh, we're prepared if they try to push this into an escalation into not just a two-front war, but a three-front war. Frankly, I think we're kind of on the razor edge of that right now, and Iran's going to determine whether or not we go over that edge. Uh, they should understand uh, that their leadership's at risk, their oil revenues are at risk, their command and controls at risk. We need to be extremely forceful behind the scenes in understanding that military, US, the U.S. military might that's in the region and some might they don't know about is going to be brought to bear in a very devastating way. Okay, I don't want to give away any, obviously, military secrets, but I do want to kind of get your take a little bit, if you can, because we do have the the, uh, the aircraft carriers. They're down the region. You're saying that there are forces there, maybe not there. I have a feeling there maybe there could be some Navy SEALs there. Maybe there could be some Rangers there. Uh, without going into specifics, though, that, that back-channel story, how, how, how strong do you think our, our military is and how at risk is our military now, do you think? Well, I, well, Cheryl, I would make a couple of key points here before I get to the fundamental answer to your question, and that is one of the things, that, first of all, with Jim Mattis, uh, the new national defense strategy and carried on in this administration was really good in terms of identifying the threats, but it downgraded the priority of the Middle East, and we've been reducing our presence there, and so now we've got to kind of rebuild it. Uh, the 26th Marine Expeditionary Unit on the Bataan Amphibious Ready Group is in the Red Sea now. That's a very potent force. They have lots of capability. Um, and, and, and again, we've got to basically, the Middle East is just as important. It's, it, Iran is important. I mean, uh, Ukraine is important. Dealing with China and Taiwan is important, but also having a stable, peaceful Middle East is extremely important yeah, as well. Yeah, and so yeah. we've got to change our national defense strategy to be able to do two wars at a time on a near simultaneous basis. We don't have that capability today. All right, Doug Collins. Hey, General, real quick, I'm glad to hear you talk about, I've been talking about this issue. We've forgotten the Middle East while we're focused on the others. I'm glad to hear you bring that back up. But I want to take you just a little bit. You've wrote a lot extensively. I'm still in the military. I understand what we're dealing with in our shortage and our, our, our recruitment goals, these are other things. You've dealt with this issue. How does this uh, episode now with Israel and then the potential for a, a regional war, possibly larger, deal with what we're facing in our military? military right now on shortages and fundings, especially in some of our critical key areas. 
Well, Doug, uh, you, you've done a, a remarkable job in this area over the years, both in Congress and on the outside, in your own service uh, in the United States Air Force. And I would say, again, you've got to have a fundamental underpinning, which is your strategy. We've got to change that focus to be able to deal with two wars on a near simultaneous basis. That means we need to increase our force structure. That needs to mean we've got to have robust funding and we've got to get more bang for the buck for the dollars we spend. But at the same time, we've got to rebuild our industrial capacity to be able to uh, support our military and support the goals of our country. And all of that needs to be done on a simultaneous basis. And so we've got a lot of, of wood. Ramp up the military industrial complex because he needs to make some money. John, uh, in OKC, uh, war, real, war, hold war, on, buddy. War, um, war. I, I want to, I want to say something to you because you did bring up a really good point. Cats are aliens. No, John has six of them. Does he? Yes. Ooh, John knows. John knows. John knows. He's like, he's like, yeah, those are aliens. Fuck, I can't stop it. Like at a certain point, this mouse is too twitchy. I got to give it to the kid now. Fuck. I don't want to do that because it's going to make his day. He's going to be all happy. John said, I love the military in Vietnam and thought they were heroes. I always listened when they wanted to talk. Um, no, no, listen, no, they are heroes. Understand what I'm saying. They're, they are heroes. Uh, I've always, my dad is my biggest hero. Um, I just tried to outdo him. Um, he, I just couldn't do the education thing because that just never worked for me. So fuck that. Anyway, um, but I I love the Vietnam guys. They were some of the best dudes to learn from. Holy shit. You wanted to learn about camouflage? You asked my dad. My dad will tell you about some fucking camouflage. We asked him once when we were kids. And dude, the next day we were finding all of his old army fatigues. We were wearing them around the yard and we were fucking running. We, were, we thought we were in the jungles of Vietnam. We were like, you know, holy shit, here maybe, we go. Maybe that's why our parents let us grow up feral the way they did. Because they literally came out of the jungles of Vietnam and they were like, fuck, they might have to deal with it. You know what? Let them learn now. Think about it. Possibly. I, I don't know. I, I just, I got this whole thing about being laying up in a position, looking off in a mile and seeing something retarded like this. And when I see retarded shit like this, it makes me smile and it gives me a really happy face. And you're about to, Hey, hold on. If you get disgusted by shit, pause your shit right now and don't watch this part. If you don't get disgusted by shit, watch this shit. This is badass. This go. is what I used to do. Fuck around and find out, folks. Yeah. Just letting you know. Fuck around and find out. Hmm. I will give you a new eye socket for your brain pan. Yikes. Yep. I had to wait till the end on that one. Hmm. <laughs> oh, you watched that before? You didn't see the end? <laughs> no, I didn't watch it before. It was one of those ones I was throwing up here super quick because, you know. Anyway. All right. And what the fuck happened to Nepal? 
Hey, this, this is weird because one of you guys, uh, brought up Jamaica. You're yeah. absolutely right. Folks. Uh, there was a 5.6, I think it was, uh, whatever Richter scale yeah. fucking in, event uh, in Jamaica. Um, by, uh, Hit by the, Hope Bay, which yeah, we know where that is. That's the Western side of the mm -hmm. Island. No, no, uh, casualties. No damage or casualties. Well, there no, there's damage reported uh, so far. That's what they said. That's what it said. I, I just saw. You know, I I beg to differ. Okay. However, this video was taken at the same time in Nepal. Check this out. This was taken at the same time. What was going on in Jamaica happened. <laughs> Dude, if that's India, then that's new to me. But that's what we just heard today was happening in Nepal at the same exact time that that shit was happening in Jamaica. <laughs> I don't know. Is it real? Is it fake? Who the fuck knows these things? Okay. Well, what I do know is real because I saw this with my own eyes. So y'all have seen the moon the last few days, right? It's full. Yeah. It's been full. Yeah. It was full last night. We were outside. Yeah. Yeah. We and saw it, it. We yeah. saw it last night. Oh, yeah. When we got home yep. from the movies. What? 8, 30, 9 o'clock? Something like that. As we were driving home. I, from, I don't remember. Really, as I was driving home from the movies last night. Pretty well drunk at that point. I, gotcha. I was watching football. But the moon day, was so. huge, right? We were driving home last night. The moon was huge. Yep. Right? Okay. And it was on the... It was on the... Over the pond. Eastern side of that bar house. Yeah, it was yes. on the east side. Okay. Yes. All right. This is some crazy. Rising. Mm-hmm. How long does it normally take the moon to pass over? Like how to, to pass over where you can't see it anymore? Should be 12 hours. From the east side of the pond to over the neighbor's house right there. Yeah. It should be about 12 hours because it would cross about this time of year. The way, according to the math and the science, the way we're spinning right now. Yes. Because we're getting closer to an equinox. 
So yes, it would be because we're getting closer to the winter equinox. We're getting closer to where we're spinning, where the moon's going to be more present in our hemisphere, according to what they say about globe Earth. Because this, if you believe that, this was the moon at eight o'clock this morning. Are you sure that's the moon? Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. It's on the west. It's it's in the west. Yeah. It's really foggy. That's the jackass's house. Yeah. 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 That's that piece of shit that lives at 350 mm -hmm. right across the road. Yeah. But uh, I, I've just, I've never seen the moon be. So if you're wondering, I mean, I'm just wondering if any of our neighbors are tuning if you are tuning in, we've already doxed him. We doxed him on Facebook. We'll mm -hmm. dox him here. I don't give I'm a just shit. Saying, He's right I've across never, the road. 350. I've never seen the moon. 350, swear to God. Move such a little amount in such a long period of time you talk to flat earth dave right you know my you already know where i'm at on this i'm flat earth all the way it's a, i i don't believe there's a round earth anywhere around here i know i i, I don't know about you all but I, I just there's some bullshit afoot and we're all about to find out the truth and if you just wait we just have some patience Got a feeling it's all going to come true in just enough time. Anyway, there is some weird shit going on here in the States. Like uh, some of my our brothers and sisters uh, up there in New York. This was taken just the other day. Um, they got some disturbing footage right off in the New York Sound. Check this out. The Long Island Sound? The Long Island Islands. Yeah, something just don't look right to us here, right, right here, guys. The way this is set up, you have two warships over here. You got a warship there. You got another one there that looks like it's sinking. And you have, yeah, and people, everybody on the beach over here, they're looking. They're all checking this out right now because nobody, we, you know, you don't see things like this. And those ships have not moved. They've been there for over I don't know 45 minutes. So, what are we doing? We lining up battleships now across the ocean. Well, you know what? I feel safe that way. At least they're doing something, you know. But again, look at that sun. Look how beautiful that sun is right now. Isn't that gorgeous? You notice how the sun is moving further and further and further away? Guys, it's not going up. It gets closer to you, and the closer it gets, it looks bigger. You see that? Now watch. Let's just take the sun away slowly. See that? How it goes further and further until you can't see it. And you see, look at this ship right here. You see the back of that ship? It's sinking. Okay? That's what it looks like. When you pull it close, the ship is sinking. Because if you look at that one... And you look at that one, they're having a problem out here with this. So you see that? So something's going on. That that ship is going underwater. And this, this ship right here has two planes on it, okay? That ship. And then you got this guy here waiting and blocking off anything that's coming through. Okay, you see that? Right there. Yeah, as you see, this is live. We're on the beach. Okay? There you go. Look at that. Look at that. And look at that. It's funny what they hide behind your backs. You have no idea what they're doing behind the scenes. My dog knows what they're doing. And she's looking. Crazy, <laughs> I love New Yorkers. They're, they're so much fun. They're hysterical. So, like... <laughs> I agree, Lindsay. Maybe it is shaped like a dick. The earth that is oh shit i hope not because we're all fucked if that's the case yeah 
shit we're all fucked it's all over <laughs> screw it fuck it smoke it up got it because it's about time screw it tell your boss fuck you watch this see and hold now, my beer pal if you believe in manifestation and wow. multiple timelines and realities and anything that you can imagine um exists in another dimension then Lindsay, you just created a world where the earth is shaped like a dick <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> oh, shit. There's going to be some people that look back on us and go, what the uh, fuck yeah. was wrong with you all? Wow. Holy shit. All right. We got to go. <laughs> Glory holes and all. Anyway. Yeah, we do. Yeah. Either way, fuckers, y'all have a great night. Josh is coming up next on the Red Bull Project. Uh, check him out uh, for the Mick. And v Lynn. We'll see you later. It should Tomorrow's be back at 8 o'clock. Yeah, 8 o'clock. Eight o'clock. Yes, it went well this morning. Although I think maybe we'll. No, I I tuned in. Yeah, it did was, you? yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I could start it. So if I get started, I can pause it and pick it back up and Look catch the rest of it. See that? All right. See, so there is something there that is a came to from start at the eight o'clock. Like I had to hear it. So this morning was interesting. I uh, it was. I heard it a little differently than you did, but I'm not here to comment about that. But mm -hmm. that's between you and him. I. Look, I it don't, was, I don't generally comment on it when I read it. I just read the Bible and y'all can hear what you hear. I just take I, from it what you will. I just heard a little different. I, well, I maybe, maybe what drove me was the comments and maybe that's part of it. Cause I saw the comments and I was like, well, wait, no, no, uh, folks, there's more shit out there to be concerned with than whether you're swearing or whether you're doing look religion does that to us it's not us it's not god god doesn't determine he doesn't say because you wear a biker jacket at a <laughs> fucking state farm rally that you should be cast out no one of the things if you ever notice about a trump rally and one of the things i love about trump rallies i really do everybody's there everybody it doesn't matter color, religion, sexuality. Are. It doesn't matter. Everybody's there. You know, one of the biggest things I learned in Jamaica is all I want you to do is treat me like you would treat one of your own. Mm -hmm. Fine. I'll wash your feet when you come in my house. Swear to God. I don't like feet. I you will wash, wash your feet when you come in my house. Why? Because I would do that for God. Well, Jesus, anyway. If I'm going to do it for him, I'm going to do it for Jesus. I'm going to do it for anybody that comes in my house. Why is that? Because that is the ultimate like sacrifice. Like, hey, look, you're here. Better Welcome. watch them on the way out because honestly, with the dogs, the floors get really gross really fast. <laughs> She'll never understand. Folks. I do. I'm just being facetious. She'll never understand. I'm being facetious. I, I'm just telling you. When you go to a Trump rally, everybody's there for Trump. Mm -hmm. Think about it. It's not about just one or the other. It's about all of us. It's not about religion. It's about do you believe in God? It's about faith. Totally it's different. It. It's all it's about. All right. We'll be back tomorrow morning. I yes. will be back tomorrow be morning, back. 8 a.m. for the good book, and then we will be back 
Tomorrow night at 5.15. Yes, it's an early, early show, show, Tuesday. Yep. Tuesday, early show. And Liana's on at 9 and 5, mm -hmm. right after her. So check her out. And Vince is on at 11.30 30 yep. for morning coffee. You got it. If you want a New Yorker's perspective, <laughs> go check that out. All right. Either way, we're going to get the fuck out of here mm -hmm. for the Mick. And VLAN. Have a great night, fuckers. We'll see you later. Thanks for watching, y'all. Peace, bitches. Fuck around and find